Does it feel like the only way to sell is to do weird, sometimes creepy things that kind of put people off? Yeah, I've been there, which is exactly why I created Stay Close to the Money, a free resource that offers you 37 stupid easy ways to grow your revenue without being salesy, sleazy, or questionably moral. This free guide is available on my website and in the links in the show notes. So make sure you go download it so that you can start making more money today. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Strategy Snacks. Today, we have a very exciting guest episode with Jessica Weiland, who is going to drop some serious gems, no pressure. But to kick us off, Jessica, I would love for you to tell our listeners just a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. So I am Jessica Weiland, and I am the founder of Jessica Weiland Coaching, a boutique executive coaching and organizational consulting firm focused on helping high-performing women and working parents through leadership coaching, parental leave coaching, and organizational culture consulting. I also write a popular Substack newsletter called A Cup of Ambition, which is geared towards working moms who care about building a meaningful career and being an involved parent. And then for some additional context, I'm trained as a psychotherapist and a mediator in addition to a coach. And I spent over a decade working in higher education as both a professor and administrator at places like Yale and Washington University in St. Louis before opening my own business a couple of years ago. I love it. Wait, so you're telling me that you are not just someone who like one day decided to like slap coach on their name and be a is that, is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> coach means a lot of different things. It's not a very well-regulated field, but I have some significant training and perspectives that inform my approach for sure. I love it. I love it. Cool. Well, we're going to dive right into our three questions that our listeners know and love. So question number one, talk to us about one of your most like exciting business moments, biggest business wins, whatever that kind of, however it resonates for you. Yeah. So I mean, honestly, for me, my biggest win is that I have a job that I love that brings Mm -hmm. me tremendous joy. And that has not always been the case. When you look at the research about the biggest predictors of job satisfaction, there are three, and I have all of them, a sense of purpose, autonomy, and quality relationships. So I know that the work that I do matters, right? Like I make a difference in women's lives and that gives me a huge sense of purpose. I get to do it on my own terms. I like to joke that I am the best boss I've ever had, but it really is true. And really most of all for me are the relationships that I've formed with the women that I coach. They are very meaningful to me. I find my relationships with these women to be very inspirational and I honestly just feel so lucky to work with such brilliant, thoughtful, and like super badass women. And I don't take that for granted. I love that. I love that. And I think that it's interesting because you come from this academic background and that tends to be like very, well, this is just my perspective as someone who's never been in academia just like pretty rigid, right? There's just like a very clear track. And then it's like tenure, not tenure. I don't even like, I can't even tell you, I don't know all the terms, but I feel like moving from that into something that's entirely your own 
must have been somewhat jarring and also truly freeing. Yeah, I, that's that's <laughs> so right. And in some ways, that like segues into the next question. Okay, well, um, let me ask it. Let me ask it. Okay, then, okay. Then so, talk to me about one of the hardest lessons that you've had to learn. Yeah. So. I, I love this question and I, I thought a lot about it and I kept coming back to the old adage that like, sometimes our greatest strengths are also our greatest weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And I think this lesson really hits home when you launch your own business, because I don't have colleagues or a team around me to balance out and compensate for my blind spots. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think in some ways, my hardest business lesson has been understanding my weaknesses and holding myself accountable for them. So to your earlier point, I am a very cautious, risk-averse person. Like I always have been. I hated roller coasters as a kid. I never went on the high dive. Like I play it safe. Okay. And generally that's worked out for me. Like I'm I'm not a reckless person, but as a business owner, I've had to really push myself to embrace the concept of calculated risk. You know, I had been running this business on the side while still working in my university job. And it, it got to the point where I was at capacity. And if I wanted to grow my business further, I knew I was going to have to quit my job. And this totally freaked me out. (laughs) I really appreciated knowing of having the stability of a regular job, right? Of knowing exactly how much money I was going to bring home every month. And it was a real hurdle for me to give up the stability. And it honestly took me longer than it probably should have to make that leap. And so I've had to learn and honestly continue to learn that calculated risk is necessary for growth. And I've had to get comfortable with putting myself out there, with risking failure, pushing myself to say yes when I really want to say no to something that pushes (laughs) me outside. Because at the end of the day, like if I'm not holding myself accountable, there's no colleague there to do it for me. Right. And so it requires a lot of introspection about what your weaknesses are and a willingness to really hold yourself accountable. Yeah. And I also feel like there's this nuance there. And recently someone said that the internet is where nuance goes to die. And I was like, that's hilarious and also alarmingly true. But I think that there's this nuance there around what is protective in a positive way and what is actually getting in your way. Right. And I think that being able to navigate that and identify that is so important because I think that if we look at some of the online space, if you will, there's, there's a lot of people who are like, if your gut says no, like listen to it. And that's true. Sometimes, sometimes you really should. And we like go too far the other way, but it's really about exploring that more nuanced space, like I said, and that's really hard because there's no clear answer. Yep. So 100%. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. All right. And last but not least, what is one strategy snack, business tip, whatever you want to call it that you want to share with our listeners? Yeah. So chase values, not goals. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. So like most high achieving, ambitious people, I was taught to chase goals, right? Earn the next degree, secure the next promotion, climb the ladder. But the reality is, is that these goals bring a fleeting sense of accomplishment. So you feel really good in the moment, 
But pretty quickly, there's a letdown as you start to think about what's next. And it can be very difficult to achieve a sense of contentment if you only focus on goals. This really came into focus for me when I became a mom. So the traditional external markers of success no longer held sway over me in the same way. So I still very much cared about my career and my success, but my perspective broadened, right? There was more to life than just climbing the ladder. Mm -hmm. And I've spent a lot of time really getting clear on what are my values. And I've done my best to shift the way that I think about success and the way I define success so that I'm using whether I'm living my life and making decisions that align with my values as the primary marker of my success. So to be clear, I haven't like totally thrown out goals, right? Like it still matters whether I hit my monthly revenue targets. I mean, a girl's got to pay her mortgage, right? (laughs) But, But I also consider whether I'm staying true to my values. And so to make that really concrete, if I was driven solely by goals, I would try to fill every single hour of my day with a billable client, right? And instead, I take a number of clients that allows me to maintain balance, which is one of my core values. So my workday is over at four so that I can get my kids off the bus. And for me, that's living a life in accordance with my values. And that is how I feel successful. So that's my strategy snack. I love that. Yeah. I, one of my favorite parts of doing this work and all the people that I've worked with and met is seeing people like in the process of redefining what success means to them. Mm -hmm. And I see this a lot when I've had clients who are leaving a corporate job. And the first answer when I talk about their revenue goals will always be, I just need to make as much as I was making in corporate. Mm -hmm. And then like six months later, it starts to shift. And it's like, well, not if that means that I can't get my kids off the bus at four or not if, not if. And I love the not ifs because it starts to be on your terms. And I think that's really, really powerful. And I like, really like that framing of it, of chase values, not goals, because I think that's values stick with us for, so I love it. And that's Um, something you can really stand behind, right. And feel good about, because there will come a time when you can't meet your goal. Like you can't always like double your revenue. Like at some point you're going to plateau and knowing that you are living a a life in accordance with your goals, even if you fall, uh, I'm sorry, in accordance with your values, even if you fall short of a goal, you can still feel a sense of accomplishment. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a rubric, right? There's just a lot of different areas that you can measure rather than just that one thing. Amazing. Well, tell our listeners, where can they find you? Where can they follow you? How they, how can they connect with you? All the things. Yes. My website is jessicawylandcoaching.com and you can schedule a 30 minute free, totally free consultation to learn more about coaching and whether it's a good fit for you. I would also encourage people to subscribe to my Substack newsletter, a cup of ambition. And finally, my Instagram handle is at Dr. Dr. Jessica Wyland. Amazing. Amazing. We'll also link everything in the show notes. So you can just head down to those and click, make sure that you connect with Jessica. Jessica, thank you so much for being here today. I love this. Was so fun. Oh, thank you. And to everyone listening, we'll be back with more soon. Thank you for listening to strategy snacks. Bye.